Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whatever is going on in your life, BetterHelp could be a great option for you. BetterHelp is convenient, flexible, affordable therapy that's custom built for you. And best of all, it's 100% online so you don't have to leave the comfort of your home. And finding the right person is just as easy. Just fill out a short questionnaire and it'll match you with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. Look, we all have stuff we're carrying around. And finding someone that you can just talk to, a professional to just talk through it, it really truly helps. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, today for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash dogs. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to a special live edition of the Dogs Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. No John, he had a last-minute uh, family thing pop up. We're hoping to get him in here for the after hours tonight. Uh, so if you miss John, uh, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page, shaking things up a little bit today. <laughs> doing the plug for the patreon first on a whim <laughs> you know we're live so i'm just going off the cuff here uh so yeah if you miss john join the dog pack you get an extra episode every week uh you get access to the private discord you'll hopefully get to see john tonight uh so it's just a good time for everybody uh, a lot of browns fans from all over the world uh you get to be uh dog pack member of the month every month we We'll send you a poster eventually. Uh, you get a free T-shirt usually on time. Um, so, and we got some pretty cool T-shirts now too. So that's always fun. Uh, we got the one Josh is wearing. We got another one that says "Dog Check," which I didn't even know until uh, recently, and that one looks super cool. Yep, I'm actually working on a Joe Thomas Hall of Fame shirt right Ooh. now. I wanted to have it done before this, but I just not there yet. So, uh, to to if, you, if you're interested in the merch, it's thedogspodcast.com slash shop. So we got some cool stuff on there. But uh, anyways, if you want to hang out with us over the off season, you want to access the private discord, uh, you want an extra episode every week, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. Today, we're going to go ahead and talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, a lot to get into. Uh, you know, you had the call at the end of the game. It was a great game uh, up until that point. The, we're going to talk everything from commercials to halftime show. Uh, we want to get your input. We're going to talk about uh, Brown's free agents uh, currently on the team, who they should resign, who they should let go. And then there's an ESPN article ranking the teams in certain tiers. We're going to jump into that at the end. So a lot of good stuff to get to today. We're going to try to get as much to uh, 
um, as much as we can in an hour. So, uh, you know, we're going to go fast. Uh, be active in the comment section. We appreciate you guys all being here. Uh, before we jump into the episode, obviously, if you're watching on YouTube right now, make sure you like and subscribe. And the biggest thing right now is make sure you tap the notification bell so you always know when we put a new episode or when we're going live throughout the offseason. We're going to try to go live more often. And in order to get that notification, you need to have the, the bell tapped. So that'll help you find us easier and more frequently. We will hopefully be on your, your homepage on YouTube. Uh, you can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google if you prefer to just listen to the show so sadly football season is officially over uh we got somebody said they dig the shirt justin uh it's andrew jackson he's got the same shirt yeah. uh so um football season bittersweet we always love the super bowl uh, i always get like you know a bunch of good food and stuff like that uh but then now football season's done so that's sad yeah but i think this year we were treated to a good game uh it looked early, uh, uh, like the Eagles were going to maybe run away with it, but then the the Chiefs don't let anybody run away with anything. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. I think maybe the most impressive thing about him to me is his ability to play through pain. <laughs> a high ankle sprain keeps people out sometimes for a month or more. Yeah, yes. it's a, it's a long time injury for sure. It it was crazy, and I I, I saw a stat in the second half. He only had one incomplete pass, and it was the uh, it was a throwaway. I'm pretty sure that's like Baker Mayfield <laughs> against Ohio State a couple of years ago <laughs> in the second half. I mean, to, during the Super Bowl against, I think Philly was the first or second ranked defense in the league for sure. Yeah, they Their had defense been was crazy shutting people down. They, yep. yep, the Chiefs didn't give up a sack. Yeah, they had a quarterback crazy. who had a high ankle sprain, who could, you know, limping around. They still didn't give up a sack when he went down with that ankle injury. It looked I. Game over. It, yeah, it did look like game over. I thought, oh, man, this one ended early. Like, he's going to try to come. I, I figured he would try to come back and wouldn't be able to manage it. Correct. Yeah. Um, man, kudos to Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell you what. That was kid a, is tough. That was a defense, too, that had, uh, I want to say, the most sacks of all time. And to, for them to not allow a sack. And that, that guy, I mean, he's uh, just solidifying his legacy. I yeah. mean, two and four years, make it to a, you know, a third one. So I, I guess I, I saw that if he retired today, is he a Hall of Famer? So his numbers, since he's only been in the league a few years, aren't that great. I think he's at like 24,000 yards or something like that career-wise. So when you stack it against like the all-timers, Rodgers and, you know, Drew Brees, it, there's a huge gap. But just for what he's done in a short amount of time, I mean, it, it looks good. His chances are looking good. I think you have to have, I think part of the Hall of Fame is longevity a, a little bit. So I don't know if he, if he retired today, if I could put him in. And if I did, it wouldn't be first ballot. But I mean, he's hosted five straight AFC championship games. He's been to three Super Bowl. He's been to Super Bowls uh, 60% of the years he's been in the league, you know, and he's won 40% of the years he's been in the league. So, he's, I mean, it's pretty incredible. Um, I, I I saw this was for the after hours, but I feel like we can pull it up now. Are the Chiefs, somebody asked, are they the next dynasty in the NFL? Uh, I would say they are yeah. the current dynasty yes. in the NFL. Not the next. They are They're here now. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think... Um, I think you could already consider them a dynasty. They've hosted five straight AFC championships and been to three Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, how, how many how many years is a dynasty? Do you, like, what's the cutoff? Is it five? Is it 10 years? I mean, how long do you have to do it to be considered a dynasty? I mean, if you get, 
I feel like if you can get two and then, you know, in a few years, like two out of three, two out of four, you know, you're there. You're, you're probably not going to make it every year. Eventually, some, you know, breaks are going to happen. But to, for two out of four, uh, that's dynasty. Yeah, You're on your way. And the one they lost, I, I'm not going to take anything away from the Bucks, but the, they, the Chiefs had both their starting tackles right, yeah. were hurt against a team that has a great defensive line. Yep. I mean, I'm not saying the Chiefs win. The Bucks were very good that year, yeah. but I don't know if it would have, it wouldn't have been a blowout most likely. Um, obviously, if we're going to talk Super Bowl, I think we need, we should just jump to the end of the game real quick, okay, and get into you know <laughs> yeah. what was basically the story you know coming out of that game. What did you guys think of the holding call that basically allowed the Chiefs to run the clock down to nothing to kick the field goal? There was a call earlier in the game and. I don't remember exactly when or, or who the players involved were, but there was a a pass interference that looked like it should have been called and it wasn't. And I remember sitting there with people I was watching the game with and we were like, they usually call yeah. less than that. I can't believe they didn't call that right there. Okay. And then when they made the call at the end of the game, it was like, wait, 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 wait. That got called? Because the one before was like, it was like blatant. I remember yeah. that they, they showed a replay and it was a missed call or whatever, right. but... It's just interesting. It's kind of crazy because I feel like they called the game a certain way, like the whole game. Like I felt like the players almost got accustomed to what they could get away with. Like I want to say it was Bradbury was comfortable. He he felt like he could get away with that. I mean, you wouldn't just pull a guy's jersey right that late in the game that in that you know moment. So I just felt like for them to throw it at that point in the game, and who knows, Patrick Mahomes, you know, they might score a touchdown or or kick a field goal, and they still have to come down and tie the game up, or you know. Or score so it just kind of just for it to end like that i guess you know i wanted to see jalen hurts too in that moment just to see if he had it i i think technically it was a hold for sure you know and even even bradbury came out and said I, it was a hold i just think it, it didn't affect his route he because the hold wasn't the hand on the back no greg golson kept talking about that hand on the back and then i think the 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 like a expert, the rules expert said no. It was before that. It was when he made his break. He tugged on his jersey. Mm -hmm. Right when he kind of turned back. Yes, but yeah. the play went on for like six more seconds. You know, and I actually thought Mahomes had him open. He kind of threw it away. I didn't. I thought he could have. Yeah, I didn't think he wasn't going to catch the ball regardless. Yeah, and I just didn't think it affected the play. And I just think in that moment, it just. I mean, why? Don't you know what I mean? Like why it, it was so insignificant. It didn't, it wasn't blatant. It was so early in the route, like let the players decide the game. Mm -hmm. So it, in theory, they technically, I think got the call, right? I just think it's, you're supposed to be able to use judgment as an official in discretion. And to me, that I mean, no, we're not here to watch you. No, <laughs> with the scrutiny that the officiating has been under this entire season, the last couple of years. And like, we've been hitting on it on this show a lot about how bad the officiating is. Mm -hmm. And then for that to happen, and my one of my first reactions was like, two years in a row. Because last year's Super Bowl, mm -hmm. if you remember, there, I, I forget exactly what the situations were, but there were like two calls that went in the Rams' favor that pretty much Cooper sealed Cup, the game. Uh, pass interference. Yeah. And they were kind of kind of the same thing. Like, they hadn't been calling that kind of thing the whole game. Then right at the end, they get called, and it's yeah. like... Why, why don't you let them play now? Mm -hmm. Like, this is where it matters the most. The, the refs should right. remove themselves as much as possible in these situations. Yep. Um, kind of piggybacking off this then. Did you guys see Juju? Yeah. <laughs> that, he is such, 
a bitch boy. Yes, he is. He is. He is TikTok the, boy. Yes, he is. <laughs> I, I had to call him a, a, a bitch boy because I can't call him another thing. Cause, you know, <laughs> we're live and I'm trying to keep it as PG 13 here as possible. <laughs> I mean, Juju, you did nothing this year. No, you were irrelevant. Even in this game, you had like a stretch where you had a few catches. But I saw CJ uh, CJ Gardner Gardner Johnson said I had six picks this year. You only had three touchdowns. <laughs> like why you're you're the guy who's gonna if Kelsey or Mahomes or even uh, Katerius Tony came out and was kind of chirping a little bit. Okay, Juju, you're insignificant. You had to take a one year restructured deal to even be on the team. This team is starving for a receiver, and you did nothing this year. You're you've been nothing since Antonio Brown left. Exactly. And this if you can't turn your career around with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback and an Andy Reid offense like where they don't have a number one receiver, right? You're done. Like you have no career ahead of you other than a two or three on a team. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. Yep. He's the classic like I'm going to take my ball and go home if I lose, but right. then if I if somebody else, if I'm like the sixth player on the bench and the star player scored 50 and we win, I'm going to be like behind him chirping at you talking about how awesome <laughs> we are. I mean, he is he's such a tool. <laughs> I loved I loved all the people clapping back at yeah. him. It was yeah. super funny. I loved uh, AJ Brown's AJ response Brown, yeah. was was awesome calling him TikTok boy. <laughs> I don't know if you saw even even Andy Reid had like called him out in practice one day. He's like fast, fast. He's like you move faster in your TikToks. <laughs> I mean, That's imagine awesome. you're a grown man, <laughs> right? Yeah. And well, listen, we're in the content creation space technically, but yeah. <laughs> um, imagine being a grown man and you play in the NFL. And your head coach has to say something like, you move faster in your TikToks. That's like something I'm going to tell my daughter when she's eight. When you saw her clean her room? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't imagine being that lame of a person. <laughs> it's got to be frustrating as all get out to coach that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's nothing but a headache. He doesn't produce on the field. He's got all the talent in the world, but he cannot use it. Nah, like, I don't, like, really follow him or anything, but, like, it kind of felt like he quieted down a little bit, like, once he got in Kansas City, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah, you know I guess I, mean? I don't know I, I really don't know, but it, I well, think after that Cincinnati game, he toned it down a little bit <laughs> when he was just dancing on the logo. And then just getting blasted just getting, over and yeah. over and over again. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, to get back to the call, I guess, you know, we had to take a couple minutes to make fun of Juju uh, <laughs> because of his Steelers roots. But... <laughs> Uh, no, I think somebody in the comment section, they said, you know, the best way to, it was ticky tacky. Mm-hmm. Yep. In, in, in that situation, I don't want a ticky tacky call, uh, made like I want the, I want the game to be decided. Um, I do think Jalen hurts showed like that. He's not a fluke. I mean, I'm not saying it. I don't know if anybody was considering a, a fluke season on him, but I guess he kind of wanted to see how he's going to do in this stage. Mm-hmm. You could argue he outplayed Mahomes for a lot of it. I mean, Mahomes' numbers aren't gaudy, but part of that is he was not on the the field. (laughs) I think I saw the Chiefs only ran 20 plays in the first half. Yeah, there was that one stretch where they had the ball for, what was it, seven and a half minutes or something? Yeah, so the the Eagles in the first half really executed the game plan perfectly. But to me, I I know at one point I, I was watching, I said, I feel like the Eagles are killing them. 
and it was a three-point game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this doesn't bode well for the Eagles going into the second half. Right. They've completely dominated time of possession. They've they've played a near-perfect game, and they're only winning by three points. Um, but, no, Jalen Hurts had 304 yards. He had a touchdown. His biggest problem was that – That one fumble. And it, and it almost looked like he was just – he trying was trying to switch, to, switch to, the to the other hand. Other hand he just dropped, dropped it. it. But I think he's going to be a problem. He, he yeah. threw the ball very well. Very well. He, he looks like he's here to to stay as a threat yeah. in the NFL. Yep. I mean, leading his team. And he has two scary good receivers. Yeah, like. and he's only going to get better. I mean, <laughs> as far as passing, he's already very, very good. Oh, yeah. But he's just going to get better. And you don't – his rushing, he doesn't need to get any better no. than that. I mean, he's got that on lockdown. Yeah. But. Uh, we got a guy in the comments. He's an Eagle, and he says he's ticked it as a fan of the Eagles, and even more ticked as a fan of the game that they call that uh, penalty. As from a Browns fan to an Eagles fan, I feel we, you. We feel your yeah, pain. 100%. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of call that goes against the Browns all the time. Yeah, or we don't get that call. If if that was on the other, if we were playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl, that would never would have gotten called in a million bajillion years. Right. We never get that call. The closest thing to getting that call was Jacoby getting the uh, roughing the passer this year. <laughs> and I think that's just because it felt no, bad for us. Nobody wanted to see Baker win that game. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody wanted to deal with that post con- that uh, post game press conference. Dog on the loose. He's on. The game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, so uh, we talked about this last year and uh, we have an Eagles fan here listening. So hopefully we don't make him mad. Um, we talked about this with the Bengals, and now so you know the team that loses the Super Bowl, the quarterback that loses their their Super Bowl debut. I think it was when we talked about it last year. It was almost like the last sixteen or something like that never make it back. That's so right. now the Eagles slash Jalen Hurts. Do we see them in a Super Bowl uh, again? I'm going to say this about Philly, and we've said it about um, San Francisco. They just feel like a different type of team, like. Because, okay, so Cincinnati last year was like, well, I mean, are they going to make it back? Their offensive line is still not very good. Their defense, I mean, not terrible, but still a little bit, you know, susceptible, whatever that word is. Susceptible. Susceptible, (laughs) Suspect. But anyway, the Eagles have the elite defense. They've got the elite O-line. They've got, you know, they can ramp up that backfield even more this offseason. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, the biggest concern I had, and I hadn't paid much attention to it heading into like the NFC Championship game, it was heading into the Super Bowl. Uh, when you started looking at the Eagles schedule, and again, it's the NFL, and you play who's there, and everybody's a pro team, but they they had a very favorable schedule this year. And then they took advantage. They, they went 14-3, and three, mm-hmm. but... The, it's almost like the team they play the the team they finally played a good quarterback and like a really good offensive coach. The defense got exposed, you know. So they were the, they were this great defense all year. But I saw a stat where if you combined all the quarterbacks they played this year, like their stats in terms of efficiency and completion percentage and all this stuff, on average the Eagles played the twenty fourth best ranked quarterback mm. this year. I mean that's like playing like all season you played against last year's Baker Mayfield or close to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so it's not hard to be a very good defense against that. Um, now I think Jalen hurts is the real deal. I think they have real weapons and I'd like to think the defense is good, but it's just, I don't want to say they got exposed, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes had one incompletion in the second half. So, and they got outscored 24 to 11 
as soon as Mahomes was able to be on the field, they couldn't get him off. And they ran the ball a lot better against the Eagles than I thought they would be able to. Yes, I did not think um, – I did a little bit of gambling, and I did not place any – No, I took on, all the unders on, like, Pacheco and all those guys. Yes. Like, yeah. I thought they were going to shut them down. And it was almost like they could stop the run all year because they were playing the 24th-ranked quarterback on average. Sure. They didn't have to worry about the pass game. and They had this great D-line. They were usually up. Yes. The teams were less likely to run. I mean, so, they got to figure out their coaching, too. They just lost both their uh, their coordinators. Now, I, I think that's, you know, just the next opportunity for another guy to come up. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they're the real deal. I think Jalen Hurts is the real deal. And I, I mean, think I, I do think if you look at the NFC, who their biggest competition is going to be, in my opinion, the 49ers, probably. Fair. And I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. If Brock, if they bring Brock Purdy back and he wasn't just like a flash in the pan kind of thing and – uh you know, their defense is still great and they can actually stay healthy, then I think the 49ers are a real threat in the NFC. But the Rams are – who knows what the Rams are going to be. Um, so I think they're positioned well. Uh, what's his face said? He thinks they're going to have a hangover next year, but within the next two years they'll be back. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're looking at. Right now they're not paying Jalen Hurts anything. If, right. he, if he keeps playing well and he wins an MVP, you're going to have to pay him a lot of money. And then I don't know what that does in terms – because you're also not paying Devontae Smith anything right now. Right. right. You know what I mean? So I don't know what that does in terms of your weapons and stuff like that. Um, so we'll see what happens. They have a good GM. I think it's what – his name's Howie Roseman or something like that. Yeah, I think so. So And he's pretty good, obviously. So he'll, they'll figure it out. But um, it was an entertaining Super Bowl. Uh, I enjoyed it. I want to get to – so we've talked a lot about the game now. So some of the fun stuff with the Super Bowl – what did you get commercial wise? I feel like this year was ass. Yeah. I have, I have, I, okay. I knew we were going to talk about commercials and I'm like, which one do I want to say? If, if somebody asked me, what was your favorite? I don't know. I don't have one, bro. Dude, I don't have one. They there, were bad. No, I think there's, it was easy to pick a favorite because they were also bad except for these two. Okay. Okay. The Breaking Bad one. I figured you were okay. going to say that. That, that one was excellent. I was disappointed that they released it early. I figured if they released it early, then in the, the Super Bowl, there's going to be like an extended version of it. Okay. And there wasn't one. So that was a little disappointing, but it's still great. And then uh, I think it was the Ram, the premature electrocution one. Oh. <laughs> that one was pretty excellent. Uh, other than that, I don't even remember. Any. Yeah. It yeah, was I terrible. Don't, I don't either. What's your guys' favorite Super Bowl commercial of all time? Oh, oh man. Wow. Jesus. Are you serious? I don't know. I don't know. When I was a kid, it was always like the Budweiser, like with the frogs, just because I, I don't know. I always thought that was super fun. The, the year they did a whole bunch of the Bud Knights, um, <laughs> that was actually kind of cool. I yeah. thought that some of those were kind of funny. Yeah. So this might, you know, <laughs> oh, God. my favorite commercial is I thought it was just like so ridiculous. I couldn't believe it put it on TV that I laughed, but it wasn't meant to be funny. Oh no. This was the year um, the Patriots won it because the Seahawks didn't give it to Marshawn. Yeah. And I think it was like a nationwide commercial or maybe even an all state commercial, but it's this kid and he, and he's like, I could have been an astronaut. I could have been a, the president. I could have been a race car driver. And it's like showing this kid doing all these things. And then it pans to him and he's sitting in front of a bathtub that's overflowing. And he goes, but I can't because I drowned in this bathtub (laughs) and it was so like morbid and out of left field that I just was like, 
I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, this is the most morbid thing. So you almost had to laugh like out of how uncomfortable you were. Yes, like, oh, it was no. uncomfortable. I was like, I can't believe this is a commercial right now. Uh, and I'm not the only one who had that reaction. I think if you look it up on YouTube, everybody's Every just second. like, oh. what the hell is going on here? Um, that's like the most, I guess, you know, I'll never let my kid drown in the bathtub now. Cause I <laughs> Cause remember that, that one Super Bowl commercial. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you remember that what? year they did those, um, I think it was tied. Yeah. And it was like, like, you know, like they would do the whole commercial in the end. It was like, oh no, this is a Tide commercial or something like that. It was like, <laughs> but they were actually funny. Not like the, the um, Blue Moon commercial this year where it was like, Coors Light, Miller Light battled out the whole commercial. And then at the end, it's like, oh, no, this is a Blue Moon. I don't even, I'm like, I don't even, if I'm Blue Moon, I don't even recall this commercial. <laughs> I remember it was terrible. It was oh. really stupid. Yeah, Tubi, Devontae that, says, Tubi fooled too, everybody. That's what I yes, wanted to bring up. I was sitting there because my girlfriend's grandma was like, hey, something happened to the TV. Yeah. <laughs> so I could tell that, was that it was not the game. Because it, 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 it wasn't in the same like picture quality. Yeah. But it, but was, still, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Um, what did you guys, so I guess, what did you guys think of the halftime show? We talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Puppy Monkey Baby was so effing weird. Yes. Thank you, Andrew Jackson. It was. Do you guys remember... Was that the uh, Doritos one or whatever? Mountain Dew. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. What happened to these brands making good commercials? Like Mountain Dew, Doritos, uh, Bud Light, Budweiser. And then it's like all of a sudden they just started, they stopped trying to be, I don't know, it's because you can't be funny anymore. Yeah, you got to be so careful. So the problem is, is like you just, you can't, everybody's probably afraid to offend Like Bud Light's commercial this year was uh, the, the hold music. You remember? No, um, I forget the actor's name, but his girlfriend's on hold and she's playing the music on her speaker. So oh, he it's Miles her Teller. Light. Yeah, <laughs> and so they're like dancing around. I'm like, oh, I, did, I remember that. I thought that was solid. I mean, what's it? it was but it, right. but it wasn't like a. But yeah. like, come on, be a little more out little there. Edgy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, it was lame. It sucked. <laughs> I it did. Was, uh, it was lame. I saw something really awful. If we're gonna go down awful. Uh, they had the the one like Jesus commercial, and somebody tweeted. They're like, "I didn't know Jesus had millions like that <laughs> to pay for." That. I was like, "Jesus!" So I've oh, seen wow. I've this seen that uncomfortable. But am I? It was paid for by in a yes. nonprofit. It wasn't. Oh. It's not like Jesus was like, <laughs> "How much dad. for a thirty second ad?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. It Did was you guys take a check. It wasn't even paid for by a church or anything. It was no. it clearly it said yeah. a nonprofit. So yeah. I bet got, getting mad at Goodwill bank. for making a commercial. <laughs> um but I also thought the commercial was stupid. Oh jeez. Yeah, it was yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, eh. this is dumb. Yeah. Like just please make me laugh. <laughs> please God, make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Could we could you nonprofit make me laugh? <laughs> um oh, that. Let's say, uh, what you, so the halftime show, yeah. maybe I'm getting soft in my old age. Maybe it's cause my wife was pregnant within the last year. The fact that she was pregnant and danced on a platform 300 feet in the air, uh, for 13 straight minutes. Like I was impressed. Mm. She could have not, she could have not even sang and just been like up there walking in circles. And I'd have been like, wait, she's pregnant. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> because. It's not, I, I, I watch pregnant people not be able to like really stand up or like get out of their seat. So, (laughs) so, you know, I was like, that's impressive in terms of, I've heard some people talk about, uh, it was like boring or whatever. And they didn't bring out any guests. I'm like, this is Rihanna. Yeah. I feel that Rihanna doesn't need guest stars. She's a billionaire. Like, 
I just thought it was toned down and I get, and I get why it was. I'm not saying like, Oh, she should have, you know, jumped off the platform. But, you know, I, I just like leading up to it. I was like, man, she's got a lot of good songs and everything was good. It was super, she probably left out a bunch of music that uh, I couldn't believe they started with the song they started with. I, I was like, they're going to have to go. She's going to have to go back in the catalog yeah. to like really Umbrella draw something, something. some people in to <laughs> yeah. be like, you know, no, she just came out straight with better have my money. Yeah. And I was like, yes, oh, I'm here. okay. I'm here for it. Um, but no, and maybe I just have, I wouldn't say I'm like a Rihanna super fan, but I think she's like, when I heard she was doing the Super Bowl, I was, I was like, excited, yeah. thank God, this is way better than like the Rolling Stones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was excited for it. I thought she did a good job. Um did you see she changed her set 39 times? Jesus. Uh, I was waiting for Ye to come out. I did Me think, too. I was like, if Kanye comes out, people are going to lose too. their minds. <laughs> it it would have been awesome. Or Drake. I thought Drake <laughs> might come out. Um, or Jay-Z. Like, Jay-Z was at the game. I was like, Jay-Z is about to come out and perform. And I'm like, oh. my, my wife told me that Jay-Z is very anti-performing for the Super Bowl. Like, he won't do it. I mean, I would, I'd be all about that. I think, like, Jay-Z... Drake. Can he, like, does he even rap anymore? That. Does Jay-Z even rap anymore? I mean, I'm pretty sure he probably still puts out like CDs and stuff, but like CDs or like music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, music. I think that performing for the CDs. <laughs> oh, now. I don't know what the hell they're called now. <laughs> Justin 60. <laughs> so what they had, that's what they had when I was used to listen to music, not on my phone, CD stuff. Oh man. Um, <laughs> did you guys know that the people who perform at the halftime, they don't get paid? That's crazy. Well, I mean, when cool you've got teams. that many millions and I mean, how many, how many people watch the Super Bowl? Uh, I saw more people tuned in for the halftime show than for the game. I think Rihanna had a hundred, it was either 113 or 118 million people watching halftime. It's a lot. I mean, you can't perform for that many people at a concert. So I'm just <laughs> saying like, that's a pretty good exposure. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, just once I'd love to watch. Obviously, it's the Super Bowl, and they're trying to appeal to 118 million people, so they're not going to put on, like, my favorite indie band. But just once, I'd like to see them put on somebody who's, like, actually good live. Like, I don't want to... It was like Tom Petty a few years ago, but then, they, like, you, you know, know... Yeah, I like... No, I like Tom Petty, but yeah. sometimes they put up these artists, and I'm like, these guys are just so bad. And then I go watch a concert with, like, 500 people, and I'm like, these guys would be so much better live at a big venue, but it'll, it'll never happen. Yeah, and the problem is, like... <sighs> You have such a limited time. Mm-hmm. You got to set everything up quick. You you perform quick. Yeah. I mean, then it, it, you're up and it's over. So, I know almost everybody lip syncs the Super Bowl. Um, and a lot of times the instruments aren't even plugged in. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember when Red Hot Chili Peppers did the Super Bowl halftime show. A lot of their fans were like coming at them on social media because they know none of their guitars were even plugged into amps. <laughs> <laughs> just running around, just around. And the lead singer, Anthony Kiedis, was just like, guys, we have two minutes to set up. There's certain concessions you have to make to do this. And we were just happy to be able to do it. Right. Um, there's not enough. To, we don't get to do, you know, a sound check. We don't get to, you know, it's just, it's just about the performance. Like you kind of have to take it with what it is. We have to get up there, do a performance and be done in 20 minutes. It's yeah, crazy. It, it is crazy. So, um, but no, I, I enjoyed the halftime show. Chris Stapleton killed the, the national, national anthem. It was Excellent. amazing. Excellent. So I saw some people took the under. So you could bet all kinds of props for the Super Bowl. And the, the under was like 
two minutes and 10 seconds or something like that. And, uh, it clocked in at like two Oh nine point nine or something like that. <laughs> oh geez. So you're the, the in, people bro, who are in too deep, right the people now. who <laughs> took the, the people who took the over missed out by like a hundredth of a second or That's something awful. like that. That's betting wow. for you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I have lost so many bets, by the way. <laughs> I think Not that's the shot, point. Bro. I think that's why. I think that's why they give you all the the free super bets. boosts and the free opt-ins yeah. and now here's no sweat the thing. Parlays. So, yeah. and, and my wife's like, "You're you're going to become a, a gambling addict, Bob." Here's the thing: is I'm still up in terms of money I've won since okay. it's become legal in Ohio. I put five bucks on one site, five bucks on another, got all my free bets, won some bets, and then I've just been using that money ever since. Yeah. So bank account's still the same. Mm-hmm. But man, I've lost so many bets where I'll do parlays and I got like six yep. and the fifth one misses because the team was blowing them out. So my guy didn't play the fourth quarter yeah. or I had a guy who I took the over on points at 20 he had 19 in the second quarter and didn't score the rest of the game. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> So, but make sure you gamble responsibly. <laughs> I was going to say, Devonte just commented said that he thinks Bruno Mars would be an energetic performance. Yep. He played uh, a few uh, years back. He's done it more than once. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And okay. Well, he did Got it. Was he did it like with some with other Beyonce. people? I think right. Beyonce. Yeah. And then he did it at yeah. his own show. Yeah. I think I thought his own show, when he did his own like he he was good. I no, thought he yeah. was very entertaining yeah. and got a lot of good songs. Yeah. He's very good. Bruno Mars was very good for yep. the halftime show. Um. Beyonce was not very good. No. I might make a lot of people mad here, but yeah. I just think she's like also my wife. <laughs> I think she's <laughs> insanely overrated. Uh-oh. I'm not a Beyonce fan. <laughs> uh, if we circle back to the game for just a second, what'd you guys think about the playing surface? Oh, oh I'm glad you brought this. All right. Leave it to the NFL. <laughs> To like be experimenting grass. with new grass. Is that yeah. what it was? The, yeah. it, was so, okay. it was like yeah. a brand new kind of grass. Okay. What the hell are grass. you doing? <laughs> Yo, and, why and Arizona already struggles. Like they they should have known because that's always like an issue with their like they have that roll in grass. Mm. I mean kickers. I mean I, the kicker. I thought it was going to break his ankle. You could, they'd show replays and you could just see the grass giving away on the. So even changing your cleats wasn't going to matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah, when they zoomed in on the kicker doing that kickoff, it's like, oh, man, his whole yes. Just- I mean, just leave it to the NFL. To What are you doing? I mean, this is the same <laughs> league that had the Hall of Fame game canceled a couple yeah. of years ago because they painted Couldn't the field the with the wrong right. paint. <laughs> Never in my life I would believe that. But then I was like, eh, <laughs> like I'm not shocked. I, I, they painted the field with the wrong paint. Yep. That is like, this is a billion like, – hundreds of billions of dollars kind of organization it's like unbelievable it, it impacted the game a lot yeah a lot of guys were slipping sliding out there falling down couldn't get their footing it was it was kind of bad to watch like you like this is the the super bowl product and this is what we get yep. yeah you know you make them play in a warm weather city and you or in a dome because you don't want to deal with the elements and then you put them on right yeah exactly experimental grass <laughs> you know what i mean you know what sucks is like what if you're the scientist that like developed that grass and then like you like just get home from work and you're like yeah the dog's podcast and you're just talking you went on the shark grass. tank to pitch your new grass and then they're like cool let's see how it does in the super bowl yeah here's your chance here's the whole world's watching 113 million people yeah i mean like could you have waited until like maybe opening day next year mm-hmm. like why would you why would you exp- make the usfl try it 
That's a good point. You know what I try mean? Try one of these like developmental leagues. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the XFL try it. I think the X, doesn't the XFL have some kind of deal with the NFL or yeah. something? Or we could try it in high school or college <laughs> or, you know, why the Super Bowl? Yes. That, I, I mean, just, there's so, you're right. There's so many other places to test this out. That'd be like baseball. The, all of a sudden, hey, for the World Series this year, we're going to use electronic umps. We haven't, <laughs> we haven't used them all year. We don't really know how well they're going to work. But we spent $800,000 on yep. it. So here you there go. There it is. We're sticking to it. You know what I mean? Like, wait, what? Just, and I, who okays that? I just think Roger Goodell, I, I think he's, not I hate a, him. Not an expert on grass. No. He sucks <laughs> at everything. What did you guys think about him? Like, giving the player a huge hug and telling me he doesn't care how he sacks the quarterback. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. It's a lie, Roger. You know, that's not true. What quarterback? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, I just, th- that was so stupid. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I wanted to talk about that and I forgot. What are we doing? I don't know. It was horrible. Just horrible. But, um, anything else we need to talk about in the game? All right. We're going to take a quick, two-minute break. Don't leave. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some Brown stuff. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Hail to the chief of steaks. Enjoy presidential savings on Omaha Steaks favorites, including tender steaks, ocean fresh seafood, air chilled chicken, and more during their President's Day sale. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out and get $30 off your order. That's 30 bucks off an endless variety of delicious gourmet foods from perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals. Every bite is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Visit omahasteaks.com right now. Enter code DOGS at checkout. Take advantage of this exclusive offer from our show. There's a reason why Omaha Steaks has been the leader of gourmet steaks and food since 1917. No one, and I mean no one, comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and value of Omaha Steaks. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. Get that extra $30 off your order today. Minimum order may be required. And we're back. Oh, cool (laughs) hopefully you guys are all still here hopefully you guys use all our codes uh i got a mouth to feed no i'm just playing (laughs) uh no i'm just playing um so now we're going to talk about some brown specific stuff so hopefully you guys stuck around if you're browns fans uh eagles fan if you're still here and you want to uh you know learn about the browns well, it's going to suck. You came to the right place. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to, we, I pulled up a list of free agents that are, were on the Browns team. And I would just kind of want to go through the list and get you guys input on who you think we should bring back and who you don't think we should bring back. Okay. 
the list is broken down into key contributors, quality depth, and then to be honest, there was rounding out the roster. I'm not even going to go to them because I didn't even know these guys were on the One team. One of those guys just got cut today, I believe. Oh, okay. So we're going to, we'll just do the first two categories. Okay. So starting off on the key contributors, should we bring them back? Um, should we not bring them back? Defensive end, Jadavion Clowney. See ya. Yeah, he's not coming back. Nope. He's not, yeah. not going to come back. Which sucks that he did what he did because I feel like in the Jim Schwartz defense, he could be very good. I think he, uh, he should have just been a little more patient and let this play out and be it sure. like, just be a freaking grown up. Exactly. You know, like come, he screwed himself in. It's not like there's a super high market for Jadavion Clowney. Well, that's the thing. Like he, he screwed himself with the Browns, but even making those comments make him less attractive to another team. And he wasn't a highly sought after free agent. No, there was anyway. two years in a row that nobody wanted him even coming into this year after having a pretty good year, mm-hmm. With the Browns, nobody wanted him. Right. right. So, I I don't know. That guy. He's going to take a pay cut. He's, he's going to take a pay cut to play somewhere. A big time pay cut. Yeah. Um, running back Kareem Hunt. <sighs> I just don't see I it. mean, you'd love to see him back, but he's yeah. not going to be. We didn't use him this year anyway. Right. No. And it, I'll be sad to see him go. I loved him in Cleveland, but I just, it's a thing. We don't need to have that anymore. No, it's time. And I'm, I'm ex- and to be honest, I don't know if it was his low usage or what, but there were times where he was on the field this year that I was just not that impressed. Yeah. Like, it, it, we used to think of Chubb and Cream Hunt as almost like 1A, 1B. Yep. And now, I mean, I feel like you, there was a noticeable gap between Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt this year. Yeah. Very noticeable. Yep. Um, what about linebacker Anthony Walker? I'd like to see him back. Yeah. I think you could bring him back, especially coming off the injury. I think you bring him back at a pretty good price. I would say, I mean, once we lost him, the defense got even worse, <laughs> like by a lot. You know what I mean? Like he's a great communicator. He's a tackling machine. He might not be an all world linebacker or anything like that, but he's a very solid pro. The kind of guy that you put around, you know, you put like great pieces around him and it's he's going to play good and he's going to help kind of be like the glue for your defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely bring him back on, a, on like a team friendly, do another one year deal, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, center Ethan Posick. Yeah. I mean, I'd bring I him back it. because you know what you got. You know that he fits with the line. You know his production is there. You know, when you take a gamble on somebody else coming into play center, which is such an important position on the line. Right. We kind of did that already we, last yeah, year. Yeah, we gambled last year and yeah. we won. So if we can get him back, let's just keep winning that Um, gamble. I guess it's how confident are you in Nick Harris? Like for me personally, just as a fan, from what I've seen, not that confident. And that was what, two plays, one play. So, you know, I'm not saying that he can't do it. It's just, I saw a guy prove himself that the the, uh, offense was completely different when he wasn't in. It was almost like the Wyatt Teller effect the year before. Yes. When Wyatt Teller wasn't in, you could tell. Once we lost Posick, I mean, we couldn't run the ball anymore. Chubb went from being on pace to lead the league in rushing to couldn't get 50 yards. So I think you got to bring him back. Uh, linebacker Sione Takitaki. Oh, man. man, I don't know. Just because I feel like we're so weak at linebacker. Now he... He'll have to miss part of the season, I think, right? For ACL. I would think. Yeah. Would do, I guess it depends on how his rehab's going, how the but surgery went. I think now, I think he's a guy you could get back on a one year deal. Is he still on his rookie deal? 
Uh, he, he's going to be a free agent, so yeah, he just came off oh, his rookie uh, deal. It's okay. We, we all make we all make some some yeah. brain farts, but I, I think that you could get him back on like a one year prove it coming off the injury, and then oh, I don't think you'd have to pay a lot for him mm-hmm. at all. And I think he was starting to play pretty well, yeah, before the injury. So I, I would like to bring him back. Some of these guys I really want to see under a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, like, I, I always thought that Taki Taki had talent. Like he could Saw be a, yeah. yeah, like he could be a pretty good linebacker, but I mean under Joe Woods, what are you what are you gonna get? Uh linebacker Deion Jones. It's uh I mean Defense got better once he for started sure. playing. For it's, sure. It's nice to have a linebacker that actually had a little bit of size. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um hopefully, you know, we add some skill up front and some size up front so the linebackers can play a little bit more free. So maybe being undersized won't be quite as hurtful next year but man i think you saw a noticeable difference in the defense once we started getting some linebackers who had a little bit of meat on their bones i, I uh reglan started to pop mm-hmm. off the film whenever you know toward the end of the year there um and this guy was a pro bowler the year before we got him right i For believe Atlanta. so so he's got pro bowl ability hopefully i mean if he's if you can sign him to a, a, a team friendly deal don't give it i'm not saying we give this guy like a five-year 200 million dollar contract or anything but i think he i think he helped um what about dl taven brian mm, i it sucks because it's so early on like you if you had an idea of where they wanted to address it's like to me i think that he's probably out i think we either address it during free agency or through the draft and it and if you yeah, honestly wasn't impressive anyway, if you dress in free agency, I mean, that's the kind of guy you're looking at for as far as depth. Yeah. You know what I mean? So bring him back, bring somebody else in who might be able to step up, play I a guess, little better. I wasn't impressed with them either. Right. No, uh, at one point he, him and, uh, Jordan Elliott and a guy were like the two lowest ranked, uh, defensive tackles by PFF and Taven Bryan was down there with them. Just not last, mm. you know? <laughs> so no, nah, he played he was not good at the by far the weakest position group on our team in my opinion he he's a guy he's like a a practice squad player that first round pick like three four years ago (laughs) i I was i was not impressed with that um so now you got the in they got this separated by quality depth uh quarterback jacoby Brissett. He's getting a starting gig somewhere, I think. I would think so, right? I think that he played well enough to probably at least get some money. Everybody nice says contract. so. Everybody says that he played well enough to get a to get a starting job. Where? It's one of those things where I would look at the team like we talked to, like the Jets. If they're not able to land, you know, an Aaron Rodgers oh. or or Derek Carr, and they're like faced with, are we doing Mike White or Zach Wilson? Well, let's bring in Jacoby Brissett. I so I know. think he would be an. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, I guess I, he'd be an upgrade for sure over Zach Wilson and Flacco. Is he an upgrade over Mike White, though? I don't know. And But then, don't you feel like that's just like, and I don't want to slight Jacoby Brissett, but I feel like that would be like such a underachieving kind of sign. You know what I mean? Like when they're talking about throwing their name in there with like Rodgers and Carr, and then you you end up getting Jacoby Brissett. And I'm, and I'm not, I feel like I'm talking shit, but... <laughs> no, no, I'm here's the th- I feel the same way in terms of I'm super appreciative of what Jacoby did for the team. He took it, he he signed knowing what his role would be. Correct. He did it 
um, willingly, graciously. He played better than we ever could have imagined he would yep. play. Correct. Okay, and he was a great teammate. That being said, he doesn't change the meter for any team. We, we've been talking about how the Jets are just a quarterback away right, from being true. a playoff team. If you add Jacoby Brissett, does he move them to playoff team? Probably not. I, I just I think he played the absolute best he could play, and I'm not taking anything away from Jacoby Brissett, but I think that's a testament to Kevin Stefanski. So if he gets a starting gig, is this something like look at the NFC South? Like he could go to you know the Bucks if they decide to rebuild and be a bridge for the next guy, or he could that's what he could bridge in New Orleans mm. or something like that. I don't know. I, I I just heard a lot of people, especially Browns fans, talk about how he played himself into a job, and maybe he did, but. I don't think so. I, yeah, I it depends on the situation. And then you have to see what teams do in the draft. Like if the Raiders don't take a quarterback, are you rolling Jarrett Stedham out there for an entire season? Three for 300 plus against the Niners. Oh man. I don't know, dog. I just think it's funny that he's in the quality depth category, not the key contributors considering he was our starting quarterback for most <laughs> of the year. <laughs> uh, so then we'll move on here. Cornerback Grady Williams. Uh, I this think kind of hurts. It does hurt, but I think, me personally, we're set at corner right now. I just think there's a log jam, and I like Greedy as a is like a person player. Um, I like I just like him as a guy, but he's missed so much time yeah. that he almost became the odd man out. The only thing that mm-hmm. scares me is I do think he's talented, and if he, he almost like a Buster Screen, we got Buster Screen left and then went on to be like a pretty solid pro, mm-hmm. different position, but. Um, I just don't know, like, where would we play him? The only problem is, is all of our corners get hurt. The only one who stays healthy is Martin Emerson, knock on wood. You know what I mean? So, like, do we want to do we want to lose Newsom and have to bring in somebody out the practice squad, or do we want to be able to bring in Greedy Williams? But I just, I just don't know if there's money. Well, and that's the thing. Does Greedy want to be the? third or fourth rotational piece in the cornerback I mean, does point, he want to be i don't a know guy. if he has a choice yeah just based on the whole his whole career just what you've gotten i don't think that you can put him over any of those other three i also just don't Even think you close. can have too many cor- here's the thing That's is fair. i think if we let him hit the free agent market it's going to be cold at best for him so he we might say go ahead and test the market and then he might come crawling back to us mm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and then I could see us potentially signing him to a, a team-friendly depth deal. If we can get him back on a, on a cheap deal, maybe even only a year or so, then I would do it because I do like him as a player. I like him just as a person in general. I think he's got like a good attitude and everything. And I like how hard he plays hard. Mm-hmm. So He's another one of those guys under a different coordinator too might yes, show so. you more than what you've seen. And the guy was considered the steal of the draft a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't want to, you know, if he can get out of this injury problem, you know, let's see what he's got. Uh, Chris Hubbard. I feel like he's been here forever. <laughs> I got, I guess it depends on. My uh, problem is he seems to never, we need him to be a backup swing lineman. And he seems to never be available when we need him. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Like, oh, we're we're going to this person because our starters are and Chris Hubbard's hurt. Like, well, how's Chris Hubbard hurt? Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> know what I mean. Him play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if I think you can find another swing tackle or something somewhere, yeah. uh, Ronnie Harrison. This is a guy who I would have mm. swore would still be on the team, but we. I mean, I don't think you need to bring him back when we got a guy like D'Anthony Bell. Okay. Yep. I agree. I th- I think it's time to move on from Ronnie Harrison. 
for a hundred percent. Dearness Johnson. I mean, love to have him back. Obviously, he's one of our guys. You know, like dog pound dog. We love Dearness, but I don't think he comes back. It, I, I guess it depends. You know what I mean? Because then you're talking. Are you trusting Felton to be a running back? What to be the third? To be your third. I and even then, I don't even know if Dearness Johnson would be the third. I mean, uh, I would like. I would go out. On, Jerome Ford's got to be the second this year. You would think. You would yeah. think so. You would think. I mean, that, and that's the thing. I guess, like, how much depth do you want at running back? You know what I mean. Here's the thing. I, I think. I mean, we've let him test the market, and nobody's picked him up. So if you bring him, if we can continue to bring him back, you're going to need a kick returner. If Ford's going to be your number two back, you know, and he's he's done the kick returning duties before and stuff like that. So um, I'm not making him a top priority, but you let him go out there and test the market, and he doesn't get picked up again, and you can pay him whatever the league minimum is again for a year. You know, yeah. Well, I'm saying if you can get him back on a cheap deal and he he signs it, I, I'm not going to complain like about that. it. I just, yep. I don't think he'll be back. That's fair. Uh, let's see. Here we have Chase Winovich. I, I mean, whenever he came in toward the end of the year, there he's he was showing up a little. I bit. I was excited about that signing, and then yeah. he was just hurt. But I thought he played well once he got back healthy. I think as far as our D D line goes, I think we could use him as depth. I mean, we need depth. We, yeah. we need it on the edge. I mean, right now we don't have an edge rusher. No, I mean, <laughs> Alex, right. right. But I, so, I think bringing back one of it, he's a vet. Do another one year deal. Yeah. Yep. Um, Froho. I won't even try to say his first name. I, some of these O line depth pieces, like we I mean, can get, we can get some different depth. I think he was not very good. I wasn't impressed with him. <laughs> <laughs> maybe playing out of position, but uh, yeah. so these are restricted free agents. Uh, Michael Dunn. This is a guy I would maybe consider keeping. Yeah. Uh, he's been around. He's comfortable in the system and you, you still got to have some offensive line depth. Um, and I feel like he, he can play multiple positions. So I would, I would bring him back. What about uh, AJ Green? I've always liked AJ Me Green. Too. Me too. I, as a depth corner, I think that you know if, if guys are out or you know you're in a pinch, you can throw him in there, and he usually holds it down pretty well. He's a big body corner. He is, yeah. So I, I like that also. And then the last two on this list are uh, tight end Farrell Brown and tight end Jesse James. Did they even play this year? Farrell Brown played, did, did, but Jesse James, I don't think. Did did he? I don't know. I don't I, if I'm picking one of these two, I'm bringing back Farrell Brown. Sure. Okay. Um, he kind of, he's almost, he's like a day in the mold of David Joku, obviously not as big or strong or fast, but he's like that receiving option. Um, Jesse James he didn't do much. No. So, uh, we need help at tight end. Yes. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we drafted one. Yeah. No, but I'm with you. The, my only problem with drafting one is we're seeing like rookie tight ends, I mean, Harrison Bryant was technically the the best tight end in the country in college football, and he still hasn't, like, taken that next step. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's been a little bit of QB turbulence in Cleveland since he's came into the league. <laughs> but, um, no, we, we need tight end help bad. I would like to find another one that is – he's got to be able to block because when Njoku comes out, not only does it hurt the pass game, but he's turned into a very good run blocking tight end, and he's kind of pivotal in the run game. Just like we noticed when Posick was out, the games where Njoku didn't play, do you notice that the run game was not nearly as strong? Yeah. 
Um, so those are some free agents. We are going to get into, uh, we we're going to get into this ESPN list about where the teams were ranked and stuff like that. Um, heading into next year roster wise, but we're running out of time. And I feel like that conversation would, I feel like we would start with the Browns and start kind of like branching Spot. off with all kinds of teams. <laughs> yeah. And we have a long off season to go. So I think I'm going to save that article for maybe next week or an upcoming week for an episode. Uh, so we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. I want to thank you guys for being here for the live episode. We appreciate all the comments and the interaction in the comment section. It makes it more fun for us. And um, we're going to continue to keep doing lives throughout the off season. I think it's, kind of a nice change for us it's a nice change for you guys um, we appreciate you guys being here um, if you want an extra episode remember check us out at jointhedogs.com to become a dog pack member there's a lot of dog pack members in the chat right now uh, they're devoted they're loyal they love the browns and they're just fun people to hang out with so if you you want to meet those guys slash gals you want to talk to browns fans all year round you want some bad betting advice uh, <laughs> you know, just, just lots of fun stuff uh, check that out um, and we're going to continue to bring you guys episodes uh, throughout the offseason. We'll, we'll find ways to keep it interesting. So, we pre- again, we appreciate you guys being here. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.